are in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380. And 99.9 FM. I want to welcome uh, everybody tuning in. And we are right now, boom, here we are. And we are live with our live simulcast on Facebook. We call this the Noon Report. And so, folks, if you uh, go to Facebook and then find my page, <clears throat> it's John DePietro's show on Facebook. And this is the Noon Report. I sometimes have to clarify when we uh, when we do the noon report live, but we do the noon report live, and then sometimes you'll hear me refer to some of the various individuals um, that that uh, join us and people watch it, and you can interact with others. Uh, there's often you know there's discussion and there's debate and all kinds of things. It is a happening. It is the noon report. We had a very busy afternoon into the nighttime. There's Stephen Dior. You hear me sometimes. There's Cheryl Barboza. You'll hear me um, give out shout outs to various people that are <clears throat> watching. And you see people that are sending stars. Uh, there's Jamie and Deb and everybody else, folks. It's a happening. We do the live stream. We go live. When there's news, we go live. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I was doing an interview earlier, so they were saying, do you admit that sometimes when there's breaking news, you go live? I freely admit that. Freely admit that. <clears throat> I don't know why I wouldn't. I don't know what the question even meant. Lately, I've been, uh, <clears throat> I've been getting requests to do interviews with some of these people that do podcasts. And <clears throat> many times I am, I am, um, I am sympathetic to those that are trying to, you know, they're trying to establish um, some kind of a broadcast presence, so to speak. And so I, I know what it's like to be trying to, you know, book a guest and trying to get orientated or initiated, I should say, into into broadcasts. So I, I often, though, I, I encourage those individuals to, you know, I'm amazed at the people that they don't, for whatever reason, they don't approach a radio station. They just decide they're just going to start doing their podcast. And then, you know, they're, they're sometimes, um, many times I should say, thrown that that there doesn't seem, you know, they're, they're like, I don't get it. There's no one, there's no one listening. There's no one watching. There's, there's, um, well, the, you know, the, the, it's because no one knows, no one knows who you are. No one knows where it is. They they tune into various people. Um, you have to understand, <clears throat> like Joe Rogan. He number one, he was a comedian. Number two, he was on news radio. Although I, I know he was a stand-up comedian, I I actually don't find him that funny. But he, you know, he he then did Fear Factor. So he he had it, you know, he had it rolling a little bit before then he started interviewing people in, in very long form. 
and he um, he's really settled on. You know, now he he's got a, a tremendous platform. Um, I've seen many. I find many times the interviews there they're a little long. But my point is, for someone that is just starting out, they 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 think. Um, for whatever reason, that various people, one of the number one hardest things is for people to find you. And I try to explain that to different people. But anyhow, um, I started doing some, I'm sometimes thrown at the, at some of the questions that get asked. And I'm, I'm not trying to be critical. I mean, I've interviewed so many different people over the years, but I still believe a lot of these people that are just doing it, they, they'd be far better off if they were on, you know, commercial radio, start off that way. Try to explain that to people and then see if you can if you can build a following and build an audience. So uh, otherwise, it, it remains an unknown. Um, and, and sometimes. Um, well, anyhow, I'll touch on that in, in just a moment in more in detail. But folks, it is Friday. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. What I want to say was right now you can listen on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So it's it's 11 minutes past 12. I, I was doing an interview with someone and I finally had to stop him. And he said, now on your podcast, and, and I said, it, it's not a podcast. Like they don't even know the difference. I'm not trying to be rude, but <clears throat> it's not a podcast. It's, it's, it's live. Right now, it's 11 minutes past 12, and I am on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I don't, they're not trying, I, I don't think they know the, the understand the difference between something broadcast live, which this is, and someone that's just doing a recorded podcast, and they put it up there, and then, you know, it's on whatever it could be on. There's all kinds of these podcasts on fantasy football. Uh, 99% of the podcasts out there, no one is hearing them. And these people go through great effort and lengths. And, and I recognize now, I'm not knocking it in any way. They've come a long time, come a long way, I should say. Many of them are filmed. So then it's both of that. But I notice that people do get confused. And it's a, I did an interview with a podcaster. Um, and then, you know, some of the questions. But that's, that's what it's about is there's also, there were people that... Um, there's someone that does something. You know, I try the different platforms. I have settled on. I, I do some stuff with YouTube. It just doesn't do as well. I mean, I'm, a, I'm everywhere. I think you have to be everywhere. There's some people that just use one platform, right? That's all they do is they use just radio or television or whatever it may be. There are people, there are TikTok stars, high level. There are YouTube stars, obviously. <laughs> um I I like the um, obviously I've kind of I mostly use Facebook. Obviously, people watching on Facebook, the, just the Facebook live stream. I I just find it's just a whole different vibe than um, you know. I've done live on Twitter. It just doesn't connect as much. I've done live on YouTube. I don't know. It was. I mean, it's there. You can get it later. I mean, that's what I like about it. it is on demand. But last night, I mean, when I pulled up to that, that was an unbelievable accident in Cranston. Which, which, by the way, you know, they'll get to the root of that. That could be drug related. It, you don't have to just worry about alcohol anymore. You have to worry about drugs. But let me just finish the point. Um, so I, you know, obviously I have a presence on Instagram. It's not, I, I don't, 
I think Instagram's fading a little bit. It's just a lot of photos. They do some video. I really like TikTok. Um, we're putting a lot of effort into that. And then obviously, um, you know, plus we manage the website. But the Facebook and the Facebook live stream, uh, it's, um, it's, it is incredible to watch how, you know, last night we had 20 people from 20 different states, you know, watching our coverage of that accident in Cranston. And then we started off at the shooting in Providence. I, I had a full afternoon and, and night plan, but I, I went booking over there at 430 in the afternoon. And, uh, and, and you had the guy, you can see the video on uh, Facebook Live, uh, excuse me, on DePetro.com. Even I have trouble trying to keep track of the platforms where somebody was shot in the head. It was targeted, right? Broad daylight. Happened a quarter of five, boom, right right around there. And then as soon as I got word, we went booking over there. Uh, Providence police, I, I mean, you can see it. We're right up. They're investigating 10 shells. They even found a shell casing as we were there. Um, and then that accident in Cranston. So my point is, it's, you know, you're seeing, there's someone that does a local show and they, they use Twitch. And I'm not going to name any names. I'm not, many times I want people to understand when I mention other media, I, many times I'm not trying to bash the other media. It comes off that way. But I'm just trying to highlight the difference, right? You know, we, um, I, I just believe, you know, you people want to see it. It's live. It's unscripted. It's unpredictable. There's nothing to watch on television anymore. I don't think. Um, so, but it, it is remarkable that you, you know, right now, like I said, we our top 10 states, obviously Rhode Island, but then with Mass, Connecticut, building a big following in New Hampshire. But then we have a number of people that watch us in North Carolina, Florida. Wait a minute. Rhode Island, Mass, Connecticut are the top three. Then New Jersey, New York, and then Ohio, and then North Carolina, Florida, Texas, California. Um, I'm trying to think. And then many times when we do some of the stuff, I'm even amazed we get international people. We had, for whatever reason, we had a number of people from some of these other countries that were watching. So my point is just to go back. Full, full circle. A lot of times, some of these people that are doing the podcast and everything else, no one's, you have to find, find, see if there's an audience for what you're doing, right? Like there's someone, I won't say who, but they locally, they do a show on Twitch. I go and check the numbers because I'm checking, like, should I be there? Should I be doing that? Like, and then I'll check and it's, it's like, it, it, it's maybe 80 views, which is, I, I, I wouldn't even, it, it's nothing. But they, they just go along, and it's it's never improved. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, it's it's really, really small. And then you have people, and again, the biggest example, everywhere I go, people, and, and I want to just touch on this for a moment, folks. Um, you know, obviously, when I was at the shooting yesterday, and then, you know, you shut off, and I, I converse with different people, sources that want to reach out to me. Sometimes that's a chance that we get to meet in person. Um, then I was in Cranston, got a lot of information out of Cranston. And then we were left and went to, there was another shooting in Providence off Valley Street. So, but I want you, everywhere I go, the biggest buzz locally <clears throat> of people, both like in the media and then other people I hear, is they don't understand why. And I, listen, I was there for 10 years, and, and but why my old station, WPRO, how do they allow Pork Boy, Dan York, 
to basically act as a surrogate for the McKee campaign every single, you know, five days a week for three hours. How, how is it allowed? And there, there's several things. Now, number one, people will mention, I don't even listen anymore. All right, that's fine. And, and by the way, the numbers reflect that. I mean, he gets crushed. That guy totally operates on an inside cell. He intimidates the people in the building. He does. He intimidates the people that work with him. I, I mean, anyone with a brain would toss that no talent fat head out in two seconds. <clears throat> but internally, he works it. And they're afraid of him. They are. They're intimidated by him and the way he talks and demeanor, whatever it is. But I want people to understand it's, it's not a matter of, well, it's low rated. And it's still, you know, Gino holds that place up. And then the place just collapses as the day goes on. But there's an ethical thing there. <clears throat> but I want to point out, and I, again, I'm not going to go on and on about it. But at this point, it, it goes beyond the individual. It's, it, it's, more, it's more of a reflection that the management allows it as opposed to the individual. He, he, that guy does not hide anything. And it's certainly not going to change. So there, there have been different instances, by the way, that I'm aware. You know, Jim Terracani in the 90s left Channel 10. People forget that. Went to work for Link Allman. But he wasn't doing coverage of Link Allman leading up to it in order to obtain the job. You know, Steve Cass, who, by the way, I just saw an ad for him. I think Steve Cass is 85 and he's still advertising himself like, hey, if anyone needs someone to... Fill in the cast man coming at you. But Steve Cass did leave and then went for to work for Governor Don Kachiri. That didn't work out great. And then they placed him over at EMA and he ran into some other problems over there with the you remember like the hurricane brochures or whatever it was. I, I have nothing against the cast man. Um, he would fill in for me from time to time. But I, it, it wasn't as if. Not that I was aware in any way. And it, it, I don't think it would have been. I mean, Governor Kachiri came into office and he ran in 2002. And then so he was not, he was um, um, sworn into office in January 2003. The Caspian, I believe, joined there, I believe, in 2005. So, uh, in other words, the market, and there are media people that then go, you know, Parker Gavigan now is working Providence City Council. He wasn't doing all these stories defending the Providence City Council. They just decided they had the budget and they wanted an in-house media person. There are many reporters at the Journal and other media people that then go and work within state government. But I, I think this is unusual simply by the nature of this goes beyond you know, a friendship. This is basically acting as a surrogate, blocking out the competition. And by all accounts, people on the inside claim that there is a quid pro quo here, that there is a job waiting in the balance if he can get him elected. That's where it's different. But I want to, because last night, you know, it's the end of the night and I run into a state and they it was the same thing said i can't believe you know that's like everywhere you go people i can't but it i want people to be very clear it's more a reflection on the station than the individual he's not changing very open about it this act is not going to change it's all pro mckee all the time it's also insightful to how governor mckee works how governor mckee works that 
you know, I could bring this guy into my administration, but he's more useful to me. What if somebody went in there for three hours and was bashing us? Or what if somebody went in there and had our opponents on the air? So it's kind of like a media blockout. You know, I would explain to my children growing up, as many of you remember, we didn't get to watch the Patriots because they never sold out Foxborough Stadium. You know, and when it was, um, you know, it was Schaefer Stadium and then Foxborough, that was the, the whole thing with the NFL blackout. When you're getting 20000 a game, I went to a, a, you know, like many people, you'd go to, it was, a, it was rough. Games at Foxborough, the stands, they'd have 20, 25,000 people. It was a total mob, drunken mob. The stadium was a wreck. You didn't get to see the Patriots. <clears throat> there was a media blackout because they weren't selling the games. You get to watch the rest of the NFL, but not the Patriots. They were on radio. So, so what these guys are operating, and I think people now have a better insight that this is right up the alley of Governor McKee. You know, they definitely fancy themselves um, smartest ones in the room, very, very slick with the maneuvering. And now that, you know, that but but the point is, I don't know what else. You know, it's it's more of a reflection that the station is allowing it to happen, allowing it to go on. This is it is it is ridiculous at this point. And it, it goes beyond someone said to me, well, you were a big Trump supporter. Uh, number one, Trump wasn't like, hey, listen, if you talk it up and I win Rhode Island, I'm going to make you an ambassador. I mean, there was no communication like that. I, yeah, I was a Trump supporter like every other normal talk host during the 2016 election. But wasn't a, a, a quid pro quo tied to it. There's a world of difference of that. If, if there was a reporter at the Providence Journal who was promised a job within the McKee administration... And then they just started doing a series of all these flattering, puff, fluff pieces on Governor McKee. That is, you know, ethically wrong, certainly at the very least. I'm not, I don't know about, I'm not going to use the words illegal. It would reflect poorly on the publication. And if there was a reporter at Channel 6 or 10 or 12, what have you, who had a promise of a job within the McKee administration and then was doing all these positive stories about McKee and then doing negative stories on his opponents. Again, I'm not saying it's illegal. It's definitely unethical. It's in it's many ways, I'm surprised the Republican Party hasn't filed a complaint with the Ethics Commission on. It's really a gift in kind contribution to the extent and level that it's gone at. Um, and I know people could say, He's an idiot, which he is. He's a fathead. No one's listening. There's no question. Felger and Maz beat that clown. Hannity beats that clown. It's, it's a seesaw. They go way up with Gino, and then boom, the rest of the day goes on, and boom, bottoms out with idiot boy. So, but the, the point is, it's, it's insight into how the mind of those two individuals operate. Uh, Governor, definitely Governor McKee. You know, he is... <clears throat> He is so different from how I viewed him when he, you know, the first time I really had any dealings with Governor McKee was when he took over for Governor Raimondo. I just didn't cover him a lot as Lieutenant Governor. Um, Think of that. She wouldn't even let him on the stage. And now we find out why. Who I thought he was and who he has blossomed into is night and day. He, He is... And I know a lot of people in Cumberland understand this, even though we carried a lot of the vote in Cumberland. But 
Governor McKee, he's he's a slippery one. He is not to be underestimated, though. You know, as much as people, I by the way, I heard his polling numbers are, a political insider swears to me he's polling in the mid-20s. That's why they're in such a panic. They're already attacking Ashley Kalis. Um, he lost, he lost primary day to Helena folks. And his numbers have gone even down more since the hang-up. And I've heard Eva Mancuso is getting all calls of people. When I was in Cranston last night, all these people, poor Eva, because she grew up in Cranston. She's known in Cranston. What a jerk, berating her. But McKee, as much as he was criticized, his selection of Sabina Matos, I think he's pointing to... That has helped him win the primary. Her is his lieutenant governor. They both won. And the team that he has assembled of himself, obviously, Sabina Matos, Diosa, he's part of Team McKee, who uh, won the treasurer's primary. Grabian, part of, of Pawtucket, Mayor Pawtucket, he's part of Team McKee. De Silva, Mayor of East Providence, he's part of Team McKee. Alors of the Mayor of Providence went with folks and Nelly won Providence. So, you know, as much as people may criticize, I don't criticize people the other the on a primary night dan mckee had a better night than gina raimondo gina raimondo backed brett smiley who did win and gina raimondo backed stefan Pryor, who got crushed um and she didn't endorse helena folks that may have helped her but mckee his team as slippery as they are they, he, he is the one that has moved on to the next round. He did it through mail ballots. I think Ashley Kalis put out a press briefing today, and I think that's important. She's saying, let's debate before the early voting starts. Because what McKee did that Helena folks, you know, who was nude and fully get, was he pushed the debates at the end. Once people saw Dan McKee, Governor McKee, on the debate stage for Channel 10, he got crushed. And he was falling all over himself. And then the same thing happened in the Channel 12 debate with the the, the subpoenas over the FBI probe. Governor McKee's campaign started collapsing last week, and it really collapsed over the weekend. Two things actually helped him. Number one, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott is not popular. Folks didn't need that endorsement. I, I agree with people. Like, it didn't help her with independents and even Republican-leaning voters. The other thing is the, the Pelosi endorsement coming in, I think it, it should have been done like two weeks ago, if, it, if it's possible. Maybe it was a scheduling thing. But I wouldn't have had her come in that Sunday because that turned off more people. Now, I know some of the folks people may say, Helena Bonanno folks people may say that, no, you know, having Pelosi come in, that helped her solidify that she's the best Democrat. I, I think uh, what, what shouldn't be ignored about Nancy Pelosi coming in, Speaker Pelosi, was she wanted nothing to do with Governor McKee. He invited her. He invited her to, he was having Sunday morning anniversary of September 11th, this past Sunday. They were doing something at the State House, some photo op on 9-11. They invited her and her people like, no, 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 she, why? So she'll end up on FBI surveillance tape? You know, that should have been brought out more. I don't think the media covered that as aggressively as they could have. That Speaker Pelosi, that speaks volumes. She wanted no part of the guy under the, the, you know, right now, the pressure of an FBI probe. And then McKee really had a bad election day. He did. 
So I heard his polling numbers are way down. Ashley Kalis is on to something. Okay, you want to do this stupid early voting, which we shouldn't. It's ridiculous 20 days before. How many people voted for him or Nelly that said, you know, after I watched the debate, I wish I had voted for Helena Folks. That was a winnable election. I also take uh, issue with some people saying, you know, Dan McKee played it right. Listen, his union cronies that he's rolled over for and given them everything, they stuffed a bunch of mail ballots. He didn't know. She beat him on election day when they went to the polls. So make no mistake, Ashley Kalis, and we'll have her on the program. I think she is actually in a very good position. She is, they got the, the matchup they wanted, which is McKee. And he is a very weakened governor right now. Dan McKee, there's not a lot of enthusiasm for his candidacy in any way. There is not. He was really not. 68% of Democrats wanted someone else. He squeaked over the finish line with mail ballots. That's just a fact. And then that phone call, come on. He was a rude, belligerent jerk. That was the inner workings. That was, there are many different ways to handle that. Um, a lot of different ways could that could have been handled. Could have been very diplomatic about it. Could have, um, they could have turned it into like, hey, I'll take the phone. Hey, Helena, you know, just like we talked about. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, you ran a good race. You have a beautiful family. I hope we can get together and I wish you nothing but the best. Boom, hand the phone back. That's not what we saw. You know, oh, he was yelling, screaming at Eva Mancuso, screaming at his staff. Get her on the phone. Get her to quit. What the blank is wrong with you? Yelling at Eva Mancuso. If you had a brain in your head. You'd get her on the phone. Well, do you want me to hand her over so as we get her? Yes. What are you, stupid? I mean, my God. What a just an arrogant, ornery old man. I heard that night, the lead up to a Tuesday night, McKee was like an angry 80-year-old guy. Get off my lawn. Yelling at Eva. Man. What's the matter? What are you, stupid? You have a brain in your head? Get her on the phone. Wow. Demeaning the staff, throwing things around. Wow. Oof. That, there was only one optic for that. He went over, hat. think of this, he beat her, and yesterday he's groveling at folks. I'm really sorry. Uh, name your price. How can I help you? I'll appoint you to whatever you want. What can we, you know, everything become. Let's make a deal. The taxpayers will pay for it. Does someone need a job? How can we help? Do you want me to hire some people onto the state payroll? Do you know, do you want a bonus? Can we, what can I do to, instead of being the victorious, he was then hat in hand, right? Kissing her ring. Very, very telling. And, and Helena Bonanno, folks, is not endorsing McKee. He's begging for her endorsement. You know, I told the Kalis people, they, she needs a photo op with Helena Folks. I, I don't think she'd endorse Ashley Kalis. But boy, I'd like the idea of just a photo op. Just the two of them having coffee. Talking about, uh, <clears throat> you know, manners, uh, being cordial, professionalism, basic decorum. Some of these guys that were defending McKee, that staffer was stupid. What is wrong with them? It happened. It was live. It was unscripted. He was looking around for someone to tell him what to do. Helena, 
Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Thank you for the stars, everybody, Facebook on this uh, Friday. Fall is definitely in the air. Boy, it was chilly last night. Homegrown mums and kale, outstanding. Sizes ranging, four, six-inch, nine-inch, 12-inch ornamental peppers, four, six-inch pots, everything you need for all your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're a full-scale nursery, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. Stop in, pick up some of their native vegetables, sweet corn, eggplant, zucchini, peppers, yellow squash, tomatoes, local honey. This is the best time, by the way, to plant trees, shrubs, cooler temperatures, less watering. And don't forget, they have the giant placata trees, abravites, beautiful choice, Natural privacy, border sizes, three feet to 11 feet. These are great on your property. Instead of putting up a fence, put up some of these beautiful placata abravites, and they're giant, and they grow really fast. They just look better. Instead of building a fence, you know, just plant these. Say to the neighbor, hey, you know, a little bit of privacy. Nothing against you. Maybe you don't want to, you know, sitting in your yard, you don't want to stare at your neighbor behind you. You put up some of these. And uh, you get the privacy. That's what people many times say. I don't want. I don't. I don't want a fence. I want the privacy that a fence provides us. So you'll get that same type of privacy with one of these placata green giant abravites at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week. Gift certificates are available seven days a week. North Kingstown, thirty six eighty eight Quaker Lane. Folks, good afternoon. It is, uh, we have made it to Friday. It's been quite a week. I am going to talk about the situation at Martha's Vineyard, which is very telling. Um, by the way, Governor McKee is welcoming them to come in. What is happening on the vineyard, 43 people arrived from another land. 43 people invaded the vineyard. 43. And it has turned the place upside down. And they're a panic and they're saying it's a crisis. And this is all after the vice president said that it is not a crisis at the border. Now, again, next Wednesday and Thursday, I will be coming to you from our nation's capital, D.C. We're doing two days of broadcast. It's all focused on the border. And between, I applaud Governor Abbott, the governor of Texas. Okay, you want to break into our country illegally? Guess what? We're going to bring in a bus trip and drop them off at the home of the vice president. And same thing, DeSantis. Okay, you want to come in here illegally? Guess what? The people in Massachusetts say it's not a problem offering. Florida is not a sanctuary state. Rhode Island's a sanctuary state. It is. It's embarrassing, but it is. Providence is a sanctuary city. Central Falls is a sanctuary city. Pawtucket is a sanctuary city. Woonsocket is a sanctuary city. The entire state is a sanctuary state. It should not exist. It should not exist. So what do they do? Guess what? Let's see how the people of Martha's Vineyard. Okay, maybe so. They And they love it. Oh, we're so good. We're helping them. Look what good people we are. The restaurant's donating food and blah, blah, blah. Then you have people saying, well, they have to leave the island. They can't live here. They're not going to be able to afford it. We have no low-income housing, so they have to leave here. They, and they're already shipping them off to Cape Cod. But what is ironic, okay, so 43 and it's all the buzz and everyone on the island. How about if another 1,000 arrived tonight? 
How about another 1,000 arrive tomorrow? Are the restaurants still going to be providing free food, everyone dropping what they're doing? How about another 1,000 arrive next week? You know, it's, it's, it's fine, and they love it, and people from Rhode Island, you know, uh, Pawtucket, Providence Central Falls, going there. The local media are there translating. Everyone's coming together. How terrible using these people as pawns in this political game. Well, excuse me. Karras, Biden, the open border, they're bringing these people in. What do you think McKee has been doing? They use them as political capital for votes. There are 60,000, according to the census, 60,000 illegals living in Providence. These are not my statistics. They were in the census count. 60,000. That's a third of the population of Providence. Population of Providence is around 170,000, 180,000, 170, I think. So it's about 35% of the population. Are we to believe they're not voting? Who's paying for them? They're not paying taxes. And then the advocates try to say, no, that's true. If they, when they pump gas, they pay the gas tax. That's not the same. You pay your local property tax, sales tax. You pay government, federal taxes. They don't pay that. And when I ask that, all these people do is they just keep saying they never answer a question. So Cicilline, he was the one that started it. Come to us from the Dominican Republic. Come to us from all these other countries. Listen, the bulk of it, number one, Alorza is an illegal from Guatemala. Why do you think Providence is considered the Guatemala of the North? Providence has the largest population of Guatemalans anywhere in the world outside of Guatemala. Does that make sense? They're not here legally. They're all here illegally. How about during the course of, you know, the pandemic where Ramundo and everything had to be, you know, you need to go. That's why then it was breaking out that way. And McKee, they used them for the vote. Central Falls, 70% of the children in the schools and Central Falls schools are here illegally. Pawtucket has a huge population of illegals. It's spreading. It's getting more. So I don't blame DeSantis in any way. This is what Florida is not a sanctuary state. Massachusetts is. Massachusetts gives out driver's license for illegals. Rhode Island is going to start to do that. So I like that they called their bluff and said, well, can that, guess what? You can do it. And they, the media, they look at the Channel 10. I can't believe it. Come on, Channel 10, NBC 10. What photo, you know, without fail, all they do, and I'll say this on the other end, the, the plane loads of illegals they're sending up north, they should make sure there are no kids. Because that's all, look at what the Channel 10 photo is. They look for one child, one child. Instead, the bulk of them, the Boston Globe was saying the bulk of, they look for, there's one kid. There's 43 people, mostly all men in their 20s and 30s. Zero in on the toddler. That's all they do. There's families. How dare they? As I, the Boston Globe was saying, well, actually, It's really just young guys in their 20s and 30s. That's who's coming in. So, but the media, of course, families, how terrible it is. How about McKee? You know, they're welcome to come to Rhode Island. Says who? 
God, this guy, he has no respect for taxpayer money. No, I, I, it's, it's just hard to fathom. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand that maybe we don't want to pay $60 million for a blanking minor leagues. They don't even have a team yet. Soccer stadium. That is a joke. The only reason it's being built is for the unions. It's a gift to labor to push him over the finish line. Governor McKee writes checks that he wants you to pay for. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Matthews Oil. Now, listen, if you woke up, it was chilly last night. Um, some people I saw were using uh, heat, putting in the heat. Call Matthews Oil, based out of Cranston, 401-942-7500. Jim Matthews, 401-942-7500. Trusted oil delivery for over four generations. They make it easy, keep your home comfortable, safe, and warm. Cleanest grades of heating oil. And if you're on a budget, various payment plans, Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, plus 24 emergency service, 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500 for Matthews Oil. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by the Coincident. Whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, hey, it's Friday. Enjoy a delicious meal at the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Plenty of free parking. Jim runs such a great place. I love it there. I'm going to pop in there this weekend. I'll see you at the Coesed Inn. All right, right now, it's 1243, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now. If you log on to DePetro.com, we have it back. Uh, we were North Kingstown. Oh, let me just check this. Boston Globe, an emotional journey. Migrants offered temporary shelter at Joint Base Cape Cod. Another morning dawns as residents rally to help migrant 43 blanking people. The Boston Globe, an emotional journey. Uh, what about the fact that they came into the country illegally? Now I see Channel 12. They've arrived! Exclamation point. From Florida by plane to Martha's Vineyard, then a ferry and a bus ride to the Joint Base Cape Cod. 50 Venezuelan immigrants will have temporary shelter with food, clothing, health, legal services. Christ, I like Christless counseling. Governor McKee's campaign, Dan McGowan says, it'll debate, not ready to commit to the Channel 12 debate. Channel 12 wants to do a debate October 4th. Not sure which one yet. Ashley Kalis is saying, let's debate before the early voting. Governor McKee wants to shift it back. We're reviewing our general election debate plans, McKee spokesman says. Well, in other words, they want to bury it as late as possible. He wants to do it as close to the election because, let's face it, he got walloped in the Channel 10 debate. And then he got not as badly. He took a beating and Matt Brown won't be on stage this time. But he took a beating in that Channel 10 debate. Will the planes with illegals flown into Quonset be discussed or any of ride by bus? <laughs> uh, 
So there's there's a fake <laughs> sometime in December. There's a fake account, Cashly Kalis. I don't understand. It's just like a fake Twitter account, which is stupid. But um, they don't want to commit to the October 4th debate. No, McKee wants to do it as late as possible. Now, let me see this. Just weeks before Rhode Island's home and businesses are expected to face 50% increase in their monthly electric bills. Residents, activists, elected officials voice their outrage at a public hearing. I just don't know how much more of the McKee governorship we can take, folks. I, I just, I think it's time Rhode Islanders want to hang up on Dan McKee. Rhode Islanders want to hang up on Dan McKee. It's it's coming down to that. We can't afford him. He's a very expensive governor. He writes checks that we can't cover, that we have to pay for, that you have to pay for, that I have to pay for. I don't think Rhode Island can afford. And keep, keep in mind, McKee... He could be going for 10 years as governor. Now, he's already been governor or close thereof, short, short of 10 years. He could. If he wins, he gets a four-year term. He's fulfilling Raimondo's term. So he's been governor since last March. Almost, he could get four years and then another four years. Dan McKee, now he's 71. So he does a four-year term. He runs for re-election at 75. Biden's 79. Dan McKee could be governor almost through his 70s, 10-year period. What would Rhode Island look like at that point? Would there be any business left? Would be anyone speaking English at that point? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Friday is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care specialize in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment centers, immunization, AtMed Urgent Care, cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week. The next time you have an emergency, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma. Now, they also do laboratory adult vaccinations and Listen, COVID is not going away. Mononuclear antibody infusions at Med Urgent Care. The next time you have an emergency. Now, I went there when I had an emergency. They saw me in less than 20 minutes. I received an email from Lori, one of our listeners. Something happened with her sister, brought her in there. They saw her within 15 minutes. There are people waiting seven hours at local emergency rooms. Folks, when you have an emergency, they have doctors, nurses, the whole thing. AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road in Warwick. So I want to also just touch on 1249 on this Friday. So a couple things. You have, um, and I've been playing this. This was on... I, I'll say, I mean, I know Jim Hummel, but the fact that Hummel and Eileen Violet sat and allowed this to be said on what used to be known as Lively Experiment. I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, it, it, it's just so biased. And I, I, I have to admit, there was a period of time that I used to tape. I used to tape Lively Experiment, watch it and play, you know, audio. 
I used to every week tape 10 news conference, uh, use audio sometimes, play what tape newsmakers. Way back, I used to tape the uh, Truman Taylor had a Sunday show. So now, thank God, because of, you know, everything's online and available, I'll, I'll check out Newsmakers. I'll check out 10 News Conference. Um, I know Joe Palino. I've been on the show. I, I don't particularly watch it. But I, I have to admit, I never watch Lively anymore because it's, it's all like former people. You know, like, I, again, I, I have nothing against Eileen. I mean, we had a very good relationship. We were on, you know, we were a great team. It was Imus in the morning, then me and her in the afternoon. But she hasn't been on the radio since 2006. So, and then, you know, the other person on the panel was Joe Palino. Again, I like Joe, but, you know, Joe is a businessman in downtown Providence. He would never say or anything that may upset the business crowd. And then they have... Uh, Pork Boy's producer as the third person. But the part of Hummel, who again, I know Jim, I've known Hummel for over 20 years. I consider him a friend. But they don't even push back on this. So, they, and it's this whole thing about the students in North Kingstown identifying as, as cats. If a kid wants to wear a cat ears or cat whiskers or whatever it may be, however they want to dress, you know. Let him do it, as long as it's not disruptive and distracting to the other students in the building. And for I mean, that is just moronic. As long as it's, don't, what? Don't you understand that, that no one is learning because this is going on? But if you go to the Petro.com, we went to, North, I went to, we went to North Kingstown Wednesday night. And they're the town council meeting. And I'll tell you, folks, that council person that we broke the story here on the John DePietro show. And right now it's 1251 on this Friday. You're listening to AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen at the website, DePietro.com. But Mary says she's not backing down from everything that has happened in in the North Kingstown. A dozen Town. students running around in the middle school pretending to be cats. I'm still hearing from students and parents. They believe there is a litter box in that school. And when... How is that not distracting? And you know what? I, I also want to... She, she, there's several cuts you can see. Um, I updated the story. Uh, it is on the website. But she, you know, she makes a good point about... But people, I, and I get a lot of people don't understand. Like people have said to me, well, why don't you go and take a picture of it? What she's right is, and if you're a parent, you're nodding right now. People actually have no idea. You cannot get inside of a school. You can't get inside of a school. Even if you're a parent, you can't get inside of a school. Because of school shootings and everything that happened, you can't get, you can't get inside a school. So even, you know, she's, she's a town council person. She, they won't let her in. The doors are locked. They have to buzz someone in. You can't just go walking around a school. You could be arrested for doing that. That's trespassing. I hear people mention that. Why don't you go to the school and take a picture of it? It's not that easy. And, you know, we're also, they, they are hiding it. She also, you can check out, and I want to be very clear about this, because I give Miri credit. The fact that they're trying to lump in students identifying as another species and trying to somehow say that if you criticize that, like, um, what's his name? Pork Boys producer did. You're bullying the, you know, the, the, uh, the children here. That you're bullying the LGBT community. That is just absurd. Uh, that, that is absolutely absurd 
that that they're the if if you in their mind, if you say anything, you are absolutely just bullying those poor kids. So I I don't I don't I don't know how and she addresses that to try to pull it off their way. That's how they're trying to deal with it. That's how they're trying to deal with it by saying that oh if you do that you know you're knocking what they're trying to say is kids who are trans and kids that this is all about this is an agenda on gender reassignment and i know some people don't get that there are other people i want to give credit to tucker carlson who's talked a lot about it and done shows on it it's the gender reassignment crowd and i know it's whacked and i know it's i don't understand it for some reason they really want it ingrained in these children now. This whole thing of gender reassignment where girls become boys and boys become girls. And then others announce that they want neither or they're both or what have you. That they're trans. And then, you know, then you have this, this new thing where the schools are trying to say, you know, far be it from us. To tell a child that they identify as a human. That that is just that's how loony this whole thing has gotten. And that Mary Brimer of, of North Kingstown Town Council, check her, you know, see the interviews. You can watch on the website, dpetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. By the way, folks, on the website, we also have links to the Facebook page and TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. But you know, she has been targeted. She's gotten death threats, hateful email. Uh, these people going after her, harassing her, harassing her family. The school committee, if the children identify as something other than a human, it is just lunacy. You're not doing them any favor by carrying on this complete nonsense. So, we wanted to follow up on it. And people like Porks Boys, producer and everything else, you know, it's been debunked and let them. Where's, you know, hey, DePetro, where's the lid? I can't get into the school. She's saying she's hearing. they, And the schools admitted it. it's not a matter of they're saying we didn't provide a litter box. No, let me find exactly. She calls them out on it's all in the wording with this crew. Oh, no, we didn't. I, I forget how, let me just play actually. She explains how they, um, they, they said she, where she made a mistake was how she worded it with them. Let me um, just find that. Bear with me, folks. Um, let's see. This could be it, I think. Violence before it's anything is done about it. So I want the public to understand that what I did took courage to come forward, and I I take back nothing that I brought up last week. There are I'm hearing a dozen students running around in the middle school pretending to be cats. I'm still hearing from students and parents they believe there is a litter box in that school. Hold on. There's another cut where she touches on how she. What about the statement of whether someone identifies as he, she, they, or something else? Have they provided an explanation of what that something else might be? They have not. But I'll tell you what. If you go out and you speak to ten different parents in this community, they were outraged when they got that email from the school department. They were 
outraged because then suddenly it became true. Oh, you admit that there are students identifying as something else other than human. I know it sounds weird. It is weird. Hearing a dozen students running around in the middle school. All right, let me. I, I posted it. Come on, Juan. I mean, it's on your blanking Facebook page. Where the hell is it? Um, let me. Um, I, I know I have it. Here we go. This should be Mary. Here we go. The litter box exists. They're just hiding it. They're just hiding it. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's, it's there for comfort. It's there for comfort. I, I, you heard that? I asked the question incorrectly. So let me let me um, let me Here correct the record. The question shouldn't have been: Are you providing litter boxes? Are you allowing the accommodation? Because they answered the question correctly. No, they weren't providing it. We're Is allowing, it allowed as an accommodation? We're allowing the accommodation. You know what? Um, that's kind of like an airline where they allow the accommodation of someone to travel with a service animal. So if you said to an airline, are you providing you know, a goat as a service animal? Absolutely not. Well... It's not a matter that they're not providing it. It's they're allowing the accommodation of the service animal. All right, folks, it's 1259. We have another full hour to go. The latest on Martha's Vineyard, the latest now with the governor's race. And I'm glad for Ashley Kalis. She is really stepping things up. It's 1259. We will be doing Facebook Live later. Folks, right now we're going to break for the one o'clock news. The Power Hour is next on this Friday, September 16th. Again, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. We're back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.